he's the only one that I know of that can be four days late and be right on time. If you're four days late, you're in trouble. If I'm four days late, I'm in trouble. Jesus can show up four days late and raise Lazarus from the dead. Because he wasn't late by his time. Now, there's been a lot of times I thought he was late, didn't you? But come to find out, I was looking at the wrong watch. I was looking at what time I thought he should be there. God bless you. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord tonight? What a privilege it is for us to be gathered together in church. Amen. God bless you. We come with expectation in our heart tonight just to see what the Lord's going to speak to us. You have needs? I know you do in your heart, your home, your life, your body. <clears throat> you want to just open our hearts right now. Let's sing together, touching Jesus. We'll ask Brother Andrew if he'll come and just bring to us what the Lord's placed on his heart tonight. Remember, no matter how long you've been around the Word, how much you think you know about it. You know, I've not found any place in the New Testament. I've read it several times since I've been saved. I've not found any place where it was ever mentioned that those who had the faith to touch Jesus touched Him by what they knew or how great they were or what they thought they knew, but those that had faith. So whatever you need tonight, no matter how troubled you are, how difficult your situation may be, just let your faith reach out and take a hold to Him. Touching Jesus is all that really matters. Mean it now, don't just sing it. Then your life will never be the same there's only one way to touch him oh yes just believe when you call on his name oh touching Jesus is all that really matters. And then your life never be the same. There's only Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, can we sing it once again? Brother Andrew comes. Oh, touching Jesus is all that really Him. You must believe when you call on His name. Let's just sing it one more time with all of our hearts. Oh, touching Jesus 
is all that really matters. You believe that this evening? And in your life will never be the same. There's only one way to touch Him. You must believe. Call on His name. Amen. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise this evening? Amen. He is worthy to be praised. Do you believe that this evening? Amen. What a what a privilege it is to be able to touch him. I love how the prophet of God tells us over and over in the in the meetings. He says, You may not have a prayer card. He says, You may not be close to me. He said, But it's not important to touch me. He said, Right there where you're at, you can touch him. And he said, Who did they touch? They're thirty feet from where I'm at. They touched the high priest. I'm glad to know tonight that same high priest is in this building. You believe that? He's not a million miles away, but he's sitting right next to you tonight. Amen. Amen. God bless you this evening. If you have your Bibles, we'll invite you in the scriptures. We greet you this evening. In the name of the Lord, we want to turn to the book of 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, and we'll uh, begin reading at the fifth verse. And while you're turning there, we certainly want to uh, say it's nice to see everyone out tonight on this uh, midweek night to have uh, church. It's certainly nice to see you, and we bring you greetings from our church at home, our pastor, Brother Shrewsbury, and all the saints at Spoken Word Tabernacle send their greetings, and I tell you, isn't it good to be a Christian? Isn't it good to know the Lord's still moving? Amen. We certainly do appreciate Brother Donnie and the confidence to stand here tonight and speak, and we just love the Lord this evening, and I just pray that uh, we can minister something tonight that will be a blessing and a help to you and an encouragement. Amen. Here in the book of Second Corinthians, the third chapter, In the fifth verse, the Bible says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. But if the ministration of the death written and engraven in stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel cannot steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteous exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. Now, Brother Bram uses this text in the unveiling of God. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more than that which remaineth is glorious, seeing then we have such hope. Let's say that together. We have such hope. We use great plainness of speech, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day when Moses is read, notice this, the veil is upon their heart. But nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now, verse 17, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 
Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Y'all believe that this evening? But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Let's just bow our heads together this evening as we ask the Lord's blessings upon the Word. Heavenly Father, we come to you this afternoon, and we do thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and this privilege that has been given us together here tonight, Lord. Father, knowing that you are here tonight, and knowing that since you're here, Lord, all things are possible. Lord, we've not gathered to see a man, we've not gathered to hear a man, but Lord, we've gathered to worship you. And Father, we know that you're still here and you're still moving among your church. And Lord, though the world is falling apart, there is a bride coming together. And Lord, we're not coming together under a personality. We're not coming together under an idea. But Lord, we're coming together under the liberty of Jesus Christ. And I pray tonight some way, somehow, dear God, that you could help us to get all of ourselves out of the way tonight, Lord, that you could come and speak to us. Father, if there would be any sick among us, I pray tonight that you would heal them. Lord, if there would be anybody bound, I pray you would set them free. And Lord, if there would be one empty vessel here tonight, I pray that you would send the Holy Ghost and fire in this building. Lord, may you fill every fiber of their being, Lord. And if there would be one that has had a baptism of the Holy Ghost but has grown cold, Father, I pray tonight you would send a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Lord, shake us tonight, Father. Change our lives. And Lord, whatever is accomplished in this meeting, we'll be sure to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. For we ask these things in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the believers said, Amen. Amen. God bless you as you may have your seats this evening. Amen. If it's okay, I would like to uh, take here for just a few moments and speak to you by the help of the Lord. And if I would title this tonight, uh, it may sound a little bit uh, strange beginning with, but I want to title this, Take your liberty. Take your liberty. I think here in the book of Acts, the third chapter and the 19th verse, the Bible says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out that when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. I wonder tonight how many could say, Lord, I need a refreshing. I just need something from you. Maybe, maybe it's not that you're backslidden. Maybe that you've not lost fellowship with the Lord, but maybe just some trials or tests or situation or whatever you may be going through. I'm glad to know tonight that the Lord is still able to refresh our experience in him. And you know, it's sometimes at the refreshing, amen, to serve God. It's so refreshing to serve God that deals with you, amen, in times that you don't even feel worthy to be dealt with. You know, uh, sometimes the prophet of God tells us that sermons uh, that he preached came from words that he read in the Bible. He said sometimes they came from things he heard. He said, but all the time it's coming from the Lord. So no matter what avenue or what channel or what direction it's coming from, the Lord is still dealing with his prophet. Now, I don't believe that God just deals with his prophets only, but I believe that God deals with his people as well. And so uh, if it would be okay, I'd just like to share something with you tonight of how that uh, the Lord began to deal with my heart upon this sermon. You know, just uh, just a few weeks ago, I, I don't know how you are, but just a few weeks ago, you ever just get real tired in your spirit and just get real weary and uh, you feel like that maybe things are not going like they should and it seems like there's so much confusion and uh, so much this and so much that. I was really 
I really had just got there. I'll just be honest with you. I was really burdening my spirit and praying about different things. And I was actually riding down the road uh, headed into town one morning to run some errands. And while I was going through there, I was just talking to the Lord as if it was just me and him in the car, which it was. Amen. Nobody else was in there. I was just talking with the Lord. And I said, Lord, you know, I love you and I love you with all of my heart. And I thank you for this message. And I thank you for what this message has done personally for my life. I said, but sometimes, Lord, it, it gets discouraging when you see so much arguing and so much fussing. And well, this one's arguing over that. And that one's arguing over this. It just become real heavy in my spirit. I said, Lord, would you just minister to me? And I was listening to Brother Tim Pruitt actually sing a song uh, on, on the radio or on the, the phone there. He was singing when the saints go marching in. And while he was singing that, brother, the spirit of God just began to drop in my heart. And I began to begin to hear the song say, when they open the gates, I'm going to go marching in. Amen. And if my life is free from sin, I'm going to go marching in. And something just dropped in my heart. And the spirit of the Lord spoke these words to my heart and said, it's time just to rejoice in what I've sent you. It's time just to take your liberty in what I've sent you. And brother, when I heard that, I forgot about all the confusions. I forgot about all the arguments and all the, all the disagreements and something just, uh, well, I'll just be honest with you. I got Pentecostal for a minute and I about had to pull the car over. Amen. Because the presence of the Lord came so strong in there just to remind me that it's time to forget about what the church down the road is doing. Time to forget about what somebody's disagreeing upon. It's time to forget about what you've been through and the things that you can't change. It's time to remember, amen, that God is still with us. Amen. That God is still anointing us. That God is still blessing us. Amen. And that this message is not a confusion. Amen. But this message is thus saith the Lord from Almighty God. Amen. I'll tell you sometimes when you feel like you can't go on and you feel like there's no future, I'll tell you it's those unexpected visitations of his presence. And, amen. In just a few moments of time, it's like the shackles fall off and all the worries leave your mind. Brother, I'll tell you when the spirit gets to moving, amen, something's going to take place. And I, I, begin, to, I begin to think upon those words. I begin to think, take your liberty. Amen. Just take your liberty. And something dropped in my heart. I thought, I've heard those words before. Now, I've not been preaching that long, but I've walked to enough pulpits and I've heard enough pastors shake my hand. Amen. And say, now you may think when the pastor's turning the service over, they're discussing where they're going to eat or something. No, actually nine times out of 10, he's telling you, take your liberty. Amen. Amen. Take your liberty. Preach what God puts up on your heart. If it, if the Lord gives it to you, then preach it. If the Lord leads you there, go there. Amen. And I, I come to realize that he's not telling you that. Amen. Because of confidence in the flesh, but he's telling you that. Amen. Because there's a gift that's laying on the inside of you. Amen. There's something that didn't come from your mom. Amen. There's something that didn't come from your daddy. There's a gene seed of God that is laying on the inside of your soul. And then to think tonight, church, that Jesus Christ, amen, has got confidence in this bride. Amen. You may feel like you've sinned your day of grace away. You may feel like there's no revival for you. You may feel like that this is the end. Amen. But I come to remind you tonight, amen, that Jesus Christ has not given you, amen, just a Bible story. He's not given you just a creed. He's not given you a dogma. He's not given you a tradition. He has given you a message. Amen. Amen. And this message is not any kind of message. Amen. But this is a rapturing faith message. This is the message. Amen. That Abraham spoke of. This is the hour. Amen. That Moses was looking for. This is the time that David was speaking of. Listen, friends, if there's ever been a time for us to forget, amen, about what somebody thinks about us, it's right now. If there's ever been a time for us to forget about our past and the situations and the confusion and just take our liberty in the presence of Jesus Christ. You say, Brother Andrew, there's no way I can take my liberty. Well, Paul said, amen, for brethren, ye have not been called unto liberty, only 
willing to use in a liberty for an occasion of the flesh, but by love serve one another. Amen. That's the beautiful thing about this message is it was not giving liberty to your flesh. It was giving liberty to the real you, which was a gene seed that was laying on the inside of you from before the foundation of the world. My, then to think tonight that Jesus Christ has got confidence in you. Yes, I'm talking to you. You that fail God and we that make mistakes and we that come short of the glory of God every day. Amen. Jesus Christ has got confidence in this bride. Paul would say, I, I have confidence in you though the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded but that ye troubleth you shall bear his judgment whosoever he be. In the message of Pergamian church age, Abraham said, notice the harmony of the father and the son. Amen. Jesus never did anything until it was first showed him by the father. John 5, 19. This harmony is now to exist between the groom and his bride. He shows her his word of life and she receives it. She never doubts it. Amen. Therefore, nothing can harm her. Amen. Not even death. Listen, friends, if you've heard a vindicated prophet say, amen, that not even death can harm you. Amen. No sickness can harm you. Amen. No depression can destroy you. Then don't tell me we can't take our liberty in the presence of Jesus Christ think tonight, amen, that if the seed be planted, amen, then the water will raise it up again. He said, here it is. Amen. Here's the secret. Amen. The word is in the bride as it was in Mary. See, there's a word on the inside of you and that word must come forth. Amen. And nothing can stop that word from coming forth. And he said, the bride has the mind of Christ. Amen. For she knows, amen, what he wants done with his word. She performs the command of his word in his name for she has thus saith the Lord, then the word is quickened by the Spirit, and it comes to pass like a seed that is planted and watered and comes to full harvest. It is serving its purpose. Amen. Then to think tonight that the bride is only going to do his will. She's not going to act upon a feeling. Amen. She's not going to act upon a sensation. She's not going to be moved just by emotions. Amen. But she's come to a word age. Amen. She's come to a time where the only thing that matters is the word. Amen. Your opinion don't matter. My opinion don't matter. It's the word. And the word is the absolute. Amen. The word is what's been vindicated. Listen, friends, I'm not tied to a feeling. I'm not tied to a tradition. I'm not tired to a church system. I I am tied to an anchor. Amen. And that anchor is not hooked in Jeffersonville. That anchor is not hooked in Arizona. Amen. But that anchor is hooked beyond the veil. Amen. And on the other side of the veil is where the glory of God is. My, then to think tonight, church, that we have thus saith the Lord. Amen. You want to back the devil in the corner? There is a people on the earth tonight that has got thus saith the Lord. Yes, sir. They know it has to be God that is in them doing the works. Is there anybody contesting? You know that it's the Lord that's on the inside of you is the only reason you're here tonight. Amen. You know it's something. Amen. Beyond a feeling. It's something beyond an emotion. It's something beyond a personality. It is a reality that Jesus Christ, amen, has come personal to you. My, then to think tonight that no matter what you go through, you're going to come out with the victory. No matter what tomorrow holds, you're going to come out of that trial with a victory. My brother, sister, she knows that for it was not yet time. Amen. For him to do certain things that he must do now. But he will now. Somebody say now. Amen. He will now fulfill through the bride that work which he left for this specific time. Amen. So Brother Branham is now narrowing down the time. Amen. That we're living in. We're not living in any kind of day. We're not living under any kind of message. Amen. We're not following any kind of 
prophet. Amen. But we are following a scriptural. It's a scriptural vindicated word. And that scriptural vindicated word said that we shall not all sleep. Amen. But we shall all be changed. Amen. So when I hear that promise, it tells me I'm not on the verge of the tribulation. Amen. We're on the verge of the rapture. My, then we've got the right tonight. Amen. To take the liberty. Listen, friends. I'm just going to preach. I'm going to bust. Amen. If the Baptists are taking their liberty, if the homosexuals are taking their liberty, if the nominations are taking their liberty, if every foul and unclean and hateful bird is taking their liberty, don't tell me that some justified, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized sons and daughters of Almighty God can't take our liberty. Whether you realize it or not, this is your hour. Amen. This is your day. This is your time. This is your season. This is your message. This is your anointing. Listen, it's not time to sit there and die. It's time to rise up and pick up the sword of the Spirit that's been delivered by a vindicated prophet and slay every devil between you and your inheritance. As a matter of fact, the prophet of God would say this is adoption time. This is adoption time. Hey, to think tonight, church, amen, that it was not just a preacher saying, take your liberty, but actually Brother Branham prayed that the time would come the church would take their liberty in the spirit. Hey, I tell you, sometimes it blows my mind, Brother Donnie, when you walk out of church and people say, you know what? I almost shouted. They say, you know what? If you'd have kept on preaching, I almost said amen. Amen. Somebody told me one time, said, man, it got surreal. I almost let go. You know, I've just come to a place I don't hold back no more. I just say, why didn't you? Amen. Why didn't you? Do you realize you might not have Saturday night? Amen. Do you realize this might be, amen, the last service you ever sit in? I think it's time we stop holding back on God. I don't care if it is a Wednesday night. Amen. The same God on Sunday morning is the same God on Sunday night. If he can move on Sunday morning, he can move on Wednesday night. Listen, I just happen to believe that all things are possible. Amen to them that believe. And if you believe tonight, you can see the supernatural God. Amen. Come right down present and answer the very desires of your heart. Listen, I'm talking about a God that is not bound by time. I'm talking about a God that's not bound by space. He has the answer to your question. Amen, Brother Darrells. He testified before the question ever comes in your mind. He's already got the answer. Can you say amen? He's already got the answer. Amen. I may not have the answer, but he's got the answer. My, then to thank Brother Ram would say, most holy and gracious God. Amen. We bring these people before you. Amen. With the requests that they have, they ask to be remembered. And Lord, my hand up also, I pray thee to be merciful to us. Thou knowest our needs, and we would pray as you have called us to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven. See, Father, we would ask tonight for mercy, for the liberty of the Spirit, that we might be able to bring to the people the gospel truth. See, he was not interested, amen, in bringing the people of us. He was not interested, amen, in bringing the people confusion. Can I preach? He was not interested, amen, in bringing the people ideas. He wanted to bring them the gospel because it's the gospel that is the good news. My, then to think he would say that the hour
hour we're living in, we believe that this message is the truth. Hey, somebody told me not long ago, they said, Brother Andrew, all you do is sure up a prophet and sure up the message. I said, well, if I can sure the people of the living reality of Jesus Christ and the vindicating of the message, I believe they'll receive the message and it'll be more than an intellectual conception. It'll be more than an educational understanding. It'll be a reality dropping the depths of their soul. Hey, is there anybody can testify that you know what it's like to almost give up? Amen. But then God comes on the scene. Amen. You know what it's like to almost throw in the towel. Amen. But then Jesus comes walking on the water. Listen, friends, I still believe he's a water walking God. I still believe he's a water turning to wine miracle working God. I still believe if he can raise a man that was dead for four days in the ground, his nose had done fell in. Amen. Corruption had done set in. I believe no matter what your situation is tonight, there is a living present reality of Jesus Christ in this building tonight. And he's here to show you everything is going to be okay. My God, everything is going to be okay. You say, how can you say that? Because a word prophet said it. Well, Brother Andrew, it's a battle. I know it's a battle. Amen. But the prophet of God said the great hour of charge is at hand. Hallelujah. Soldier with armors gleaming. Amen. With color streaming. With faith and doubting. Setting yourself an army in this tabernacle. Now, while he was preaching, amen, the spirit of doubt was coming in the building. And while he was preaching, the spirit of unbelief, amen, was coming in the building. But at the same time, amen, there was some believers there, amen, that believed the spirit of the living God was in the building. And I wonder tonight if anybody can testify that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is in this building tonight. Hey, I can't feel him. He never said, did you feel him? I don't sense him. He never said, did you sense him? He said, did you believe him? Amen. For all things are possible to them that believe. Amen. Then I don't care how many demons of doubt is in here. I don't care how many spirits of unbelief is in here. I don't care how many critical devils is in here tonight. There is a bride upon the earth tonight, and she's not holding back for no man. She's not holding back for no tradition. She's not holding back for no denomination. She knows who she is. Yes. You say, Brother Andrew, how do you know who you are? Because whenever I had a question, amen, of wondering who I was, Brother Brandon would always give me the answer on the tapes. If I ever wondered who I was, he would say, you're the bride of Jesus Christ. If I ever wondered where I came from, Brother Dan, he would say you was with him when he walked the source of Galilee. If I ever wondered where I was at, he would say you're in the seventh age. It's the final age of seven church ages. And if I ever started wondering where I was going, he would say you're not going to the tribulation. Amen. You're going to the rapture. Then I believe tonight it's the hour. I believe it's the time. Amen. To worship God in the liberty that this message has brought us by the greatest battle that's ever been fought she is going on right here now she's not backing up she's not giving in she's standing for what she believes in listen church the battle today amen is not so much of getting the liberty amen but the battle today is keeping the liberty for Paul would say in Galatians the fifth chapter he would say stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage see brother Branham is showing us something here he says he there be people that will not see me no more but ye shall see me so these promises were not just given to anyone amen but these promises was given to a predestinated people that would receive a predestinated 
predestinated message and by that predestinated message it would bring them to a predestinated seed on the inside of them and would show them that their name was always in the Lamb's book of life my God amen then to think tonight church amen amen that you're not just anybody but you are a ye Go study the scriptures and you'll find the Bible says a little while and the world will see me no more, but ye shall see me. Go study Matthew 5 and you'll hear him say, ye are the light of the world. <laughs> Amen. Go listen to Mark 16 and you'll hear him say, ye shall cast out devils in my name. Amen. Come on, church. I think it's time we stop backing down to who God has called us to be. Listen, I'm not ashamed of this message. I'm not ashamed of my identification. I am who God said I am and I'm a part of this bride and you are too and we're tired amen of laying down to everything the devil hands us well I don't care what the devil says I know what the word says and the word says you were with him therefore you'll always be with him my he said for I'll be with you even to the end of the world Jesus Christ is raised from the dead tonight his supernatural powers is still with us his great signs and wonders are taking place things that's never took place since the apostles day are taking place tonight in one meeting out of 1100 recorded tapes a prophet says there's things taking place in this building tonight that hasn't been seen since the days of the apostles Woo! I say it humbly he said but here's a direct evidence that the scientific proof that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead the same pillar of fire that led the children of Israel through the wilderness the same angel of God that come in the place and delivered Peter from the bars is the same Lord Jesus amen that stood before Paul and sent the shiny light that blinded eyes and the men around him couldn't see no light at all but Paul it put his eyes out amen he was blind and had to be led by the hands of the city but that light was so bright around him that same light the Lord Jesus Christ is here tonight in his resurrected being and proving himself by infallible signs that he is here See, when you find Christian people, how many Christians we got here tonight? But let me say, when you find Christian people, he said, where the Holy Spirit is, he said, no matter what nation, how far in the jungle, or whatever it is, they do the same thing you do when you receive the Holy Ghost. I don't know what you call that, but I call that shouting sounds. <laughs> Amen. When you get the Holy Ghost, listen, that's the beautiful thing about a God that is the same yesterday. Amen. Today and forever. But them said he's the same in every way except the corporal body. He is not here in a corporal body, but he is here in the same principle and the same power and the same manifestation. Brother Andrew, I wonder sometimes if when I hear people talk about this message around the world, does it really affect people the same? Only been allowed by God's grace to go a few places. Amen. But let me testify. The same power of God that I felt in this church is the same power of God I felt in the villages of India. Amen. The same power of God that I feel in this church is the same power I felt standing in Africa. Listen, friends, this ain't a big I and a little you. This is a universal move of the Holy Ghost setting his people free. Amen. Not just in America, but around the world. He is delivering his seed. Oh, I hear the prophet say, house of hell, Give way to the name of Jesus. He's delivering his people by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I say, I don't care what color you are. I don't care what family you come out of. If you ever get baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. 
Ooh, I feel like dancing. If you ever get baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, you won't worry about skin color. You won't worry about status in the community. You won't worry about a social standing. The only thing you'll care about is the Holy Ghost flooding that cable into your soul. The prophet of God said it. He said this message is the only thing that's going to make us the same. We're never going to agree on my idea. We're never going to agree on your opinion. But we got an absolute. And that absolute says believe and you shall receive. My, he said they do the same thing. They have the same liberty that you do. They don't hold back. They have the same liberty that you do. I may have told this here, but I'm going to tell it again. I was over in Africa last year, and on Saturday morning, it come a down, downpour, Brother Terry. I mean, it, it rained cats and dogs. I mean, they was everywhere. You know what? I mean, the rain, not cats and dogs. There was a lot of rain everywhere. Amen. It was flooding. But we got there, and there were people out there. And Brother, Brother Donnie, you, you've seen it. The water was running down the, down the street in mud puddles. I thought, man, they ain't going to have church this morning. We got out there. They was shouting and jumping, slinging mud every which way. I mean, they didn't care. You know why? Because they didn't come to play. They come to have church. They didn't come to see what somebody thought about them. They come to have church. Then I can tell you tonight, church, that same liberty is in this building tonight. He's not wanting you to act like them or them act like you, but he is wanting you, amen, to step in your inheritance and start enjoying the blessings that God has bestowed upon you. Listen, church, a man didn't give it to you and a man can't take it from you. Amen, a church didn't die for it. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died that every redemptive blessing might be accepted by the believer in the hour that we're living in. My, that I tell the devil, get out of my way. I'm going to take everything that belongs to me. I'll tell you what I love about this is God. God has made even the doctors testify that this message has got some life in it. God has even made science testify that this message has got some power in it. Brother said a doctor told me not long ago I was talking to him. He said, Brother Branham, what's the matter with those people? Said they're just worked up. That's what makes them act like that, crying and running to the altar. Said it's emotion. I said, doctor, you ought to know enough. It takes something to excite the nerves before that a person could be emotional. Certainly it is. It's something present. He didn't say that it was him. He didn't say it's me. He said, but it's something that's present. My God have mercy. And it's true that when the Holy Ghost comes down, it stirs the crowd to emotion. And they're sitting there anointed with the Spirit of God. And the Holy Ghost sweeps across them. And it stirs what's on the inside of them. Brother, that's the Holy Ghost that you feel. Amen. It's not, oh, brother, if the devil can get people so hopped up and so excited under music, if the devil can get people so so beside themselves, amen, at a ball game, if the devil can pe get people excited, amen, about the price of gold and about the stock market, amen, then don't you believe that the Holy Ghost coming in this building on a Wednesday night, when you feel like the devil's against you, you feel like everything around you is against you, and God comes down and just like he moved the Red Sea he moves the trial back that you're going through and he says pick up your tambourine Miriam and start dancing you're not crossing on muddy ground you're not crossing amen through the slum but you're going across on dry ground listen church it's more than a man it's more than a church it's a reality he's here to bless us all 
Can you say amen? It's a reality. He's here to bless us all. He wants to do it more than you want to receive it. He wants to give you the Holy Ghost more than you want to receive it. He wants to heal your body more than you want to receive it. I don't know about you, but right now I feel the Holy Ghost pulsating in the very depths of my soul. And I say, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, take your hands off of God's property. Let the sons and daughters of God, let them go and let them rejoice in the liberty of the Holy Ghost. We ain't worshiping through a glass darkling. We ain't worshiping through a veil. Amen. But the mighty God that's been unveiled since the beginning has come down in this generation and has showed himself personal to you. My God, I feel like shouting. Hey, you say, Brother Andrew, you're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just a believer. Amen. That God said, if you'll trust me, I'll lead you and I'll guide you and I'll never forsake you. I will sustain for you. I will create for you. I will restore for you. I'm just a believer. What are you? What are you? I believe you're a believer. They're going to think you're crazy whether you say amen or not. He said it ain't the people. He said Jesus told him, doctor, he said if they hold their peace, the rocks will immediately cry out. And what can we do? My, when I think of that, it ain't the people, he said. It ain't the people shining. It ain't a preacher behind the platform performing. Well, that went over like a lead balloon, but it's the truth anyhow. Come on, church. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. That's what's doing it. It's not the people. It's the Spirit of God on them that makes them believe. Right now, your flesh don't want you to believe. Right now, your flesh says, don't say amen. Right now, your flesh says, you might get excited and act like one of them holy rollers. Right now, your flesh says, well, the doctor told you, if you got excited, it wasn't going to be too good. Amen, but I didn't come to hear what your flesh said. I didn't come to hear what the doctor said. I didn't come to hear what the psychologist said. I didn't come to hear what the devil said. I come to see if there was anybody here tonight that has been regenerated by the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire and the perfect blood cell of Jesus Christ. Amen. Regenerating you. Therefore, we don't walk after the flesh. Amen. But we walk after the spirit. Amen. There's an outward man and that outward man is perishing. But there was an inward man on the inside of me tonight and that inward man is not perishing. He's getting stronger. Amen. Service by service by service. I feel the same anointing. Amen. That came upon Caleb. I feel that anointing coming in this church tonight. We're going to take our mountain church and there ain't no devil going to stop us. There ain't no demon going to bind us. Take your liberty. You want your mountain? You can get it tonight. You want your victory? You can get it tonight. You want the Holy Ghost? You can get it tonight. You want salvation? You can get it tonight. You want the power of God? Amen. To change your home? You can get it tonight. It's the Holy Ghost, church. Let the Spirit of God come in. Take your liberty tonight. Deny your flesh and embrace that seed. Come on, church. Deny your flesh and embrace that gene seed. That's the real you. That's the real you. Don't hand me a man's idea on my seed. 
I know where my seed come from. My seed come from the mighty conqueror. My seed come from the everlasting father. My seed come from the prince of peace. And everything I have need of is on the inside of that seed. Oh, I don't believe it. I didn't ask you if you believed it. Deny your flesh and believe it. He was like, Brother Andrew, I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. He said, it's the Spirit of God on them. The Spirit of God's giving them their liberty. See, I'm not giving you your liberty. Brother Donnie's not giving you your liberty. Come on, church. The Holy Ghost is giving you your liberty. Jesus Christ is up from the grave, and he's here to give you your liberty. Oh, brother, can I just preach for a minute? Won't you, don't you want to get back to coming to church was fun? Oh, you didn't like that, did you? Don't you want to get back to where you couldn't wait to come to the house of God? Don't you want to get back to where you couldn't wait to listen to a tape? This may be as simple as simple can be, but it's simply the truth. I didn't hear my Bible say, you shall have partial joy. But I heard my Bible say, you shall have joy unspeakable. And it'll be full of glory. Listen, friends, I don't believe we've got to come in here under a dead form and a dead tradition. I believe a Wednesday night can turn into an upper room. I believe right here on a Wednesday night, if your faith will connect to your faith and your faith to the person's faith in the back, I believe in five minutes' time, the same Holy Ghost that filled the upper room will fill Happy Valley Church and it'll start a revival. It won't be a man-made revival. It won't be an intellectual revival. It'll be the fulfillment of the bride's revival. This is your anointing, church. You might as well take it. This is your liberty. You might as well take it. This is your anointing. You might as well take it. If you don't take it, ain't nobody else going to take it because it's got your name on it. It's got your name on it, Brother Skip. It's got your name on it. Ain't nobody going to take your place. It's got your name on it. Woo! Oh, I feel like David. David got caught up one time. David said, I'm going to walk in the liberty. When's the last time you walked in church with liberty? I better hurry. When's the last time you come in church with liberty? When's the last time you got in here and they didn't have to beg you to raise your hands? When's the last time you got in the house of God and they didn't have to beg you to say amen? You know why the people at ball games don't get nervous? Because they're in their place. They're in their place. See, they're in their position. They know they belong there. Everybody there acts like them. <laughs> Woo, I feel like preaching. <laughs> Everybody acts like them. So if they want to sling a hot dog across the football field, it don't matter. You know why? Because they're in their position. Well, I didn't come to give you a natural land. I didn't come to give you a million dollars. I come to tell you that a word prophet said this is adoption time. He said it's Joshua placed those 12 tribes in their natural position. He said the Holy Ghost is here to place the bride of Jesus Christ in her spiritual position. Listen, you're not a beat down defeated weakling. You are the mighty army of the living God with the Holy Ghost flowing through your veins. 
Don't tell me what I can do. Tell me who I am. Don't tell me what I was. Tell me who I am. I'm the bride of Jesus Christ. I'm a mighty conqueror. I'm a part of the mighty conqueror. Oh, this is the restoration hour. Can you say amen? This is the hour that everything the devil has taken from the church of God. He said, I will restore by the Spirit. See, you're not going to get a restoration if you dismiss the Holy Spirit. Amen. You see, the devil's tried to take our liberty. He's tried to take our liberty. I'm just going to preach here for a minute. A few years ago, we got a bunch of reprobates to raise up against this message. And tried to get the preachers to get scared. Amen. I'm quoting a prophet of God. But you're looking at one 23-year-old that's dumb, young, and stupid enough to say what Brother Branham said. Brother Andrew, I was in a brother Donnie, I was in a meeting one night, and a guy came in the back room, preacher came in there, he said, Now, brother, we don't quote Brother Bram too much. He said, So kind of be careful if you don't mind. He said, We we, we don't quote him too much around here. I come out, I said, Well, aren't you thankful God sent a prophet? <laughs> you say, Brother Andrew, that was disrespectful. No, I was just taking my liberty of who I am. I'm not ashamed of it. Listen, dead churches don't control me no more. Come on. You say, Brother Andrew, oh, if I go to a dead church, it's got to control me. No, it don't. Because if you get somebody with some life in there and you create the right kind of atmosphere, brother, that church might have been dead for 50 years, but you let somebody get on fire with the Holy Ghost and the same inspiration that fell upon Arnold Von Winkler Reed when he stood up and said, make way for liberty. Come on, church. Well, Brother Andrew, if this church is going to have anything, Brother Donnie's going to have to do it. No, he's preaching a word to encourage your faith to stand up right there where you're sitting and say, make way for liberty. Boy, Brother Donnie could go home with me. No, the Holy Ghost is going home with you. Amen. If the preacher could go to work with me, no, the Holy Ghost is going to work with you. And you know what the Holy Ghost is? The Holy Ghost is saying, make way for liberty. That's, that's, that's where I've come to. Make way for liberty. Let liberty come back in our churches. Let liberty come back in our song services. Let liberty come back in the preaching of the word. Let liberty come back in our homes. Come on, church. We ain't got to be bound. Let the liberty of God come in the church once again and let us begin to feed upon his precepts. And our testimony will not be turned in an opposite direction, but our feet will be turned into our testimony. You see, Isaiah prophesied. You realize Isaiah prophesied of the liberty of Jesus Christ. Isaiah said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Notice this, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all them that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them the beauty for ashes, the oil for joy, for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. (laughs) Oh, help me, Lord. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. See, if you come in here tonight with the spirit of heaviness, he's got a garment of praise here. 
He wants to take the spirit of heaviness away and wrap you in the garment of praise. Brother, do you realize the devil can do a lot of things? Let's just give it to him. He can discourage us. He can come against us. He can tell us that we ain't bride. He can tell us that we ain't worthy to go in a rapture. But I've come to the conclusion, Brother Larry, there's one thing the devil can't do. He can't take our praise. Testing, testing, one, two. There's one thing the devil can't do. The devil cannot take our praise. See, because we don't put our praise on, our praise is who we are. We are not complainers. We are praisers. We are not mourners. We are praisers. We don't let the devil tell us we can't praise God. We don't make up praise. We are praise. It's who we are. Well, come on, church. If you got to put your praise on, you just got a church experience. If you got to put your worship on, you just got a church feeling. But if you got praise on the inside of your soul, it don't matter if nobody's there to play the organ, you'll shout anyhow. It don't matter if everything around you is falling apart, you'll worship anyhow. You know why? Because it's who you are. Somebody say it. I'm a praiser. I was born to praise the Lord. My situation don't change it. My diagnosis don't change it. What family I come out of don't change it. It's who I am. I praise him in good times. I praise him in bad times. I praise him when the sun is shining. I praise him when the rain is falling. I praise him when the bank account is full. I praise him when it's empty. It's who I am, brother. Brother Manuel, I'm a praiser. You all think I'm crazy. I'm just a praiser. I can tell by the look on some of y'all's face, y'all's praisers too. You know what I'm talking about. You praise him in the good times. Come on, y'all ever want a church service with some substance? You know what, brother? Church services are really good when everything's going really good. There ain't no disagreements. Woo. There ain't no situations. There ain't no circumstances, man. Ever notes hitting right and everybody's just all too blessed to be stressed and too anointed to be disappointed. Now that's, that's a good service. But you want a service that's with some substance. You want a church service with some substance. Get a bunch of people together that is going through hell. Get a bunch of people together that the devil's done everything he can to destroy him. Get a bunch of people together that the doctor said they shouldn't be living. Amen. Get a bunch of people together that the doctor said cancer should have took them out here. Get a bunch of people together that depression tried to put a suicidal spirit upon you. But the spirit of the Lord came upon a son of God who was anointed with the spirit of liberty. And he came behind the pulpit and he said, this is your year to go free. My church, it ain't the preacher. It's the Spirit of the Lord. He's proclaiming your liberty. I, I'm trying to behave myself, but I'm about to let go here for a minute. The Spirit of the Lord is here tonight. You know what? You ain't got to fight to get your liberty. You just got to accept it. Brother Darrell was just, is it okay to testify? Brother Darrell was just in a meeting Sunday night. Man with a cataract, is that correct? 
had a cataract. Brother Darrell testified of somebody else being healed of a cataract. In that service, did you lay hands on him? By the preaching of the word. By the proclaiming of liberty. That cataract left that man's eye. It's the acceptable year of the Lord. It's the time for it. It's a refreshing from the presence of God. My, I can't even get in my message tonight. I want to tell you, and I got to hurry and close. We ain't in any kind of glory. We're in the Shekinah glory. Oh, brother, I'll tell you why the devil hates us. It's because we done got behind the veil. We done got behind the veil. We done got behind there where the shoe bread was. Prophet of God said the Spirit of God came to tear that veil down that you could go back there where the Shekinah glory was. And he said the Shekinah glory comes upon that shoe bread. He said that shoe bread is what's fed to the priest. Well, Brother Andrew, I'm not a priest. Oh, wait a minute. Revelation 1, chapter 1, 5th verse says you have been made... Not you are being make, not you are going to be, but you have been made both kings and priests. No. I'm not talking to a bunch of citizens of Carter County. I'm not talking to a bunch of plumbers and farmers and doctors. I'm not talking to a bunch of lawyers and carpenters. I'm talking to the ambassadors of the kingdom of Almighty God. The devil don't recognize it, but he's going to have to recognize it. You are the anointed of the Lord. If the prophet of God, listen. If the prophet of God told us that the Holy Ghost was given us, that we would continue the ministry of Jesus Christ up on the earth, then you know what I take that as? I take that as the gospel. I take that as liberty to fulfill what the scripture said I would do. My brother, then you said, Brother Andrew, how in the world is this going to happen? He said it was foreshadowed or forewarned. I, I, I got to read this to you. I filmed this today and I like to shout it all over the place. He said, see, the liberty has come to this nation by the shedding of blood. By the shedding of blood, he says, American men have sold the souls of the foreign countries with their blood, fighting for the liberty that we have tonight. Now, let me tell you something, and this may get me in trouble, but it just have to get me in trouble. These men didn't fight for a bunch of perversion. These men didn't fight for things to go against the principles of God's word. These men didn't fight for a bunch of nonsense. They fought that the commandments of this scripture that this nation was founded upon might be fulfilled by a free people. But you know what? A spirit of perversion got in this nation and every devil out of hell. Listen, church, I don't care if they get on there and say, this is our liberty. No, it's not. They took a liberty that wasn't theirs. They took a liberty. Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Sodom took a liberty that wasn't it. 
the nation has become a perverted nation because they overstepped their bounds and they laughed in the face of God and they took a liberty that has made this nation in the very right place for judgment. But let me tell you something. My, I'm about to bust out of here and shout. If a bunch of perverts can take liberty that don't belong to them and can produce the chaos they produced, don't you think some redeemed sons and daughters of Jehovah Jireh ain't got a right to stand up and take ever God-given liberty? Come on, church. Who said I could say amen? The Holy Ghost said it. Who said I could be healed? The Holy Ghost said it. Who said I could have joy unspeakable and full of glory? The Holy Ghost said it. Who said I could preach this message, Brother Brad? The Holy Ghost said preach the message. Oh, come on, church. It's time to take your liberty. It's here tonight. The devil is defeated and the Holy Ghost is fallen in the house of God. Oh, it's here, it's here, the same pillar of fire that led Israel, that led Paul, is here tonight to set the captive free. Oh, I'm done with this. You say, Brother Andrew, I'm not important. I come to tell you that's a lie. That's a lie. How can you say that to I? Because I heard a prophet say, have faith in God. Hebrews 13.8 is still the same today. Now his spirit is coming down and anointing you now. Your faith is increasing. That's what's given me more liberty. Well, I wish Brother Donnie had preached a little bit faster. Well, quit sleeping. <laughs> well, I wish the church would get on fire. Wake up. Come on, church. He didn't leave all this on the platform. He said, right now, have faith in God. My God, Brother Terry, I'm about to explode. He said, right now, you have faith in God. He said, do you believe that he's still Hebrews 13, 8? I want a witness. Do you believe he's still Hebrews 13, 8? Do you believe he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever? He said, then right now, you may not feel it, but your faith is increasing. Come on, church. Don't you see? It's not me that's bringing this atmosphere. It's the faith that's on the inside of your heart. It's the Holy Ghost that's pushing back against everything the devil's trying to lay upon you. Oh, church, the mighty God has come down in this age with a message to unveil not just the mighty God and not just the devil, not just the Antichrist and the seal of God, but he come to unveil who you are. Brother, you call me a tapeworm if you want to, but William Branham didn't spend two hours in Jeffersonville in 64 preaching the unveiling of God and closing with a story for no purpose. He goes all the way back to Moses, comes all the way to Paul, goes back to Moses, comes back to Paul, and says, when the veil shall be taken off of your heart. Oh, can I have about five minutes? When the veil... Brother... Brother Andrew, I ain't feeling nothing. Well, come on up here. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. I know it ain't right to act up in church, 
But I don't mind telling you, I'm feeling a mite drunk right now. Brother Andrew, why? Because I was dead in the trespasses of my sin. I was on my way to hell. I didn't have a hope of tomorrow. Oh, come on, church. I'm not preaching this because I believe God called me to preach. I'm not preaching this because I sit in a room somewhere and learned it. I'm preaching it. It's coming from the depths of my soul. When men told me to stay out of this message, the Holy Ghost said, you go deeper in it. When the devil told me that God will never use you, I said, I didn't come here to be anything. I came here to be you to God and I'm looking at some people tonight that if the devil got his way he would destroy your marriage he would destroy your children but I want to tell the devil take your hands off of God's property take your hands off of God's property this is not a church this is deity veiled in human flesh <laughs> Satan back up we ain't just anybody I got a lot of mistakes. You ain't just anybody. Well, I've done a lot of failures. You ain't just anybody. Because you got the blood. <laughs> Woo, brother. Prophet of God said, what happened? He said, I got to close. Now, y'all think I preached long. He preached two hours and 25 minutes. <laughs> I was down at Brother Homer Longoria Sunday night. Oh, I'm getting trouble. Homer's going to watch this. Sure as well. <laughs> I was down at Homer, Brother Homer Sunday night. And Brother Homer said, you know what? He said, man... He said, my wife used to say, well, these guys quit taking all these two and three hours. So they ain't got a message. Brother Ram had the message. <laughs> Brother Homer said, now listen, Brother Darley told me, he said, if you get up there and say I'm closing, the musicians are coming. He said, we didn't tell Brother Darrell that. <laughs> all right, just, just free of charge. I'm about done. But I do want to tell you this. You're not just anybody. I don't care what mistakes you had, you're still not just anybody. Because that's why a lot of people won't take their liberty. Come on. They come to church and the devil says, well, you done this and you done that. And this is in your past. And so-and-so knows. And brother, brother, so-and-so knows what happened years ago. And sister, so-and-so. See, that's what I'm sick of. <sighs> Hope it's okay to say it that way. That's what we ought to get sick of. Because that's what's binding us in the house of God. It's because we're looking over our shoulder because so-and-so don't think we got enough expensive clothes on. And then we're worried because the car we drive ain't as new as the other. Come on, church. <laughs> Woo! Glory. I'll tell you right now, I don't care if I got a new car. I don't care if I got a new house. But I want to tell you one thing I got. I got a new body. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I may not have a 401k. I may not have stocks and bonds. But I heard a prophet say, I've got a theophany. And he said, there ain't no devil can touch that theophany. Well, Brother Andrew, when I get over there, I'll have joy. Oh, no, I'm going to have joy right here. When I get on the other side, I'll have healing. We won't need healing in the millennium. We need it right here. Robert God said he was, this, this, uh, this old man or this man was at an auction. He said this old man was sitting there. He said this man come up with a violin. Come up with a violin. Held that violin up. Said, who will give me a dollar? But him said there was a man sitting in the very back who didn't think it should be sold for that price. There was a man sitting in the back that didn't think that it should be sold for that price. So he stood up. He stood up. Brother Bam said that violin had scars on it. 
He said it was out of tune. It was in a terrible condition. He said, but the problem was it was in the wrong person's hand. Oh, God. It was in the wrong person's hand. He said, so that man stood up and took it in his hand, pulled it up to his shoulder, and began to tune it up. He said, as he began to tune it up, he said, all of a sudden, he picked up the bow, and he rosined up the bow. It was the same violin. It was the same bow. Had the same scars. But can I preach for a minute? There was something on the end. There was something on the inside of it. God, don't you see? That musician, that master violinist, he didn't put the music in it. The music was already in it. The only thing he did was unveil what was laying underneath all those stars. Oh, let us be glad and rejoice. This message didn't make you the bride. This message didn't put a seed on the inside of you. This message unveiled what was laying underneath all those stars and said, Arise and shine. Thy glory has come. Let us stand to our feet tonight. It's the unveiling of the bride of Jesus Christ. It's the Shekinah glory. It's the Holy Ghost. Brother Wes, what are you doing with them young people? You're preaching a word that's unveiling what's laying on the inside of them. Underneath all those scars, underneath all those insecurities, underneath all those complexes, my God, I can't quit. God, help me. Underneath all those fears, there was a representation that was laying on the inside of that predestinated vessel. Right, Brother Brad, you know why they was going to throw it away? Because they didn't see the value in it. Now do you see why they kicked you out of the Baptist church? Because they didn't see the value on the inside of you. My God, have mercy. Now don't you see why that they kicked you out of all those clubs? Because they didn't think you had much value. But there was one. There was one. But Tim, there was one. There was one that was sitting up high and he was looking low and he didn't think you ought to go for one cigarette. He didn't think you ought to go for one pornography magazine. He didn't think you ought to go for one church handshake. He didn't think you ought to go for Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He said, I'm going to go shed my blood and by my blood, I'm going to bring them under a redemption covenant and I'm going to place them at the banqueting table and put a banner over them that says love. Take your liberty. Take your liberty. It's who you are. It's what he done for you. The devil didn't do it. God did it. The church didn't do it. God did it. The man didn't do it. God did it. He unveiled. Y'all forgive me. I didn't get half of my message. But he unveiled. By Malachi 4, he unveiled that you're not just anybody. You're not just church people. You're the bride. 
of Jesus Christ. Take your liberty. You got the checkbook. All the women just got sanctified real quick. Come on, sisters. You know good and well when you get that checkbook, you take your liberty of who you are. <laughs> Look straight ahead, brothers. Your name's on it. It's who you are. You're not ashamed of it. You're not hiding it. Before the foundation of the world, he slipped the wedding band on your finger. You didn't know it until a prophet come and told you that when they crossed the icy Delaware, I crossed it with them in the natural. See, natural glory, spiritual glory. When they crossed, or when they fought in the Revolutionary War, I fought with them. He said when they climbed up the, the, that day and rang Liberty Bell, I rang it with them. See, if it's okay to sit this way, this message is our liberty. This message is what showed us there is a land beyond the river. Do you realize the difference? Preachers preached about it for years. Billy Graham talked about it for years. Oral Roberts talked about it for years. Preachers preached about it for years. There's a land. There's a land. But in this day, Brother Branham didn't just say there's a land. He said, I actually went to that land. And you were there. <laughs> You were there. And because I'm here now is while I'll be there. My brother, sister. Well, brother Andrew, when I get over there, I'm going to shout. I'm shouting now because I'm going to shout over there. I'm taking my liberty now because I'm going to take my liberty. Listen, when you get home, you kick your shoes off. You make yourself at home. You know why? Because you finally arrived to the place you belong. And Bobby said, as I begin to come back, he said, as I was as I was coming back, he said, I realized I come back, he said, I remember they said, or I asked him, Will Paul be judged? They said, Yes, Paul will be judged. He said, Well, I'll be judged. He said, You'll be judged. And this is what I love. They said, and when he comes back, your message will be accepted. You'll be Accept it. Church, take your liberty. Quit being a borderline believer. Quit trying to fit in Laodicea and this message at the same time. Quit trying to bring a Pentecostal idea with this message at the same time. The prophet of God said he died that he could reveal himself to us. He said, now let us die. Let us die. Let us die that we can reveal him to others. Oh, Brother Andrew, I don't know if they're a seed or not. Well, it don't matter. You know why? 
because nobody else thought that violin had the beautiful tune it had in it till the master picked it up. How many can say tonight, Lord, I want to take my liberty. I want to walk in the precepts. I'm tired of holding back. I'm tired of letting my flesh control my worship. I'm, try I'm tired of letting my past control my praise. I'm a praiser. I'm a praiser. My praise may not be the best, but it's what God wants. My praise may not have all the right certain cliches, but the prophet of God said he bred one to another to get what he wanted. Mighty God unveiled to get the sound out of you he wanted. Brother, nobody could bring the music out of you like God could. If the masters picked you up, sell out to the master. Young people, sell out to this message. Sell out to the Holy Ghost. Sell out to a heartfelt experience with Jesus Christ. Will I always have good days? No. But you'll have an anchor. You'll have an anchor. Let's bow our heads together tonight. Pardon is only a pardon when it's received as a pardon. Liberty is only liberty when it's received as liberty. I receive it tonight. The prophet of God said, don't trifle with it. Now look, don't play with it, brother, sister. Don't just play. Don't trifle with it. Be sure. See? Maybe your conscience has been shared a long time, but something in your heart saying, it's me. And I realize right now that I haven't played true to God. I haven't played true, and there's been something in me always kept me down. I didn't have that perfect liberty. I couldn't be hid away in that Shekinah glory with God. I have the times when I feel like I'm gone. I have times I feel like I'm backslid. I just, I just can't live it hardly. But Lord, I want you to help me. God, I'm going to raise my hand to you that you'll help me. He said, will you raise your hand? Someone else put up your hands, if you will. Just wait in a moment to see if someone. He said, the Lord Jesus sees your hand. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Someone else? While we're waiting, the Holy Spirit's speaking. speaking. Are you examining yourself and seeing if everything is all cleaned out? My, brother, what a sobering quote. Sister, what a reality. Maybe there would be one here tonight that hasn't given everything over to him. Maybe you know that you're spiritually dying. And you're afraid of what somebody might say or what somebody's done. But I wonder if there would be one like the four lepers that sat there that day. They said, why sit we here till we die? If we sit here, we're going to die. But if we get up and at least put forth an effort. Brother, sister, they didn't have, Brother Bam said they didn't have perfect faith. He said they didn't have great faith. Matter of fact, he said they had a little bit of dingy faith. But they took that little bit of dingy faith 
and made way for liberty against an entire city that had been besieged and saved an entire city. Four leprous men that didn't have a lot of ability, but they had faith. My eyes see hands up over the building tonight. Would there be one tonight that would say, Lord, I want to be like that. Maybe you've been running from pillar to post and pillar to post and pillar to post. It's time to sell out, church. Brother Andrew, under all these scars, there's no way God will ever use me again. There's no way God could ever use me for his glory. That's why they put that violin on the auction block. But there was something veiled on the inside of it, and the master unveiled it. Heavenly Father, Lord, all across this building tonight, your people have pulled on the gift of God. Lord, they have pulled upon the word that has been inspired by you. Lord, I know this was simple tonight. But Lord, it's what's been burning on my heart for days. Lord, I don't know how to explain it to them or express it to them. But Lord, I know you came so real that Wednesday morning in my car. Hallelujah. And Lord, I believe that that was a refreshing from your presence. Quit worrying about this and worrying about that. Quit letting your spirit become so tied down. Oh, God. Father, as I sat today studying and read in the book of Luke where the Bible says when these things begin to come to pass, lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh. Lord, you be in my witness as I clicked on that word redemption. Lord, one of the definitions of that word is liberation. Father, I believe as I preached here tonight that I've not preached to just anybody. I've not preached to a bunch of sinners tonight. I've not preached to a bunch of unbelievers. Father, as your prophet said, science and men of preachers in the pulpit have taken science and have tied atoms and molecules and all these things together trying to prove God. And he said in return, all they've done is made infidels out of the people. But Lord, from 47 to 65, you send an anointed vessel to take Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Ephesians and Hebrews and Mark, Luke and John and Revelation and oh God, all 66 books and tied them together. And Lord, he didn't make infidels, he made an invincible army. Out of the promises that have been given to this generation. Now Satan has done everything he can, Lord, to bind our minds and bind our spirits and weary our souls. But Lord, I believe you, the master, have come into this building tonight to pick up the violin and to make music out of it. The prophet of God said they've taken this Bible and laid it up on the auction block of denominations. He said, but I stand here tonight and pick it up and say it's the infallible, inspired word of Almighty God. And Father, a prophet unveiled those things. But Lord, a prophet couldn't reveal it to us. It took the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray tonight that same Holy Ghost would drop down in this building tonight personally. Lord, do every man, every woman, every boy, every girl and reveal yourself to him personally. Father, may they come to that perfect liberty tonight. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Oh, can we just raise our hands in his presence for a minute? Can we just open up our hearts to him for just a moment? Maybe you come to church like that tonight, weary in your spirit, worn down and tired and needing a lift. Oh, God. The Holy Ghost is here tonight to give it to you. Maybe you're wanting to start enjoying your salvation, but some old scars hanging on you. Some old fear. The Master has come to pick you up tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Harry, would you mind just to sing something for us, brother? With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, our hands raised in his presence. Let's just let him give us some liberty tonight. Let's take our liberty in his presence, church. You're under the blood tonight. You're under the blood. The prophet of God said everything under the blood has got a right to worship. He said outside the blood nothing can worship, but under the blood everything can worship. You're under the blood tonight. Hallelujah. My chains are gone. I've been set free, my God, my Savior, ransom me, and like a flood, His mercy There's an 
chain, break every 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 chain. There's a mighty God among us. There's a mighty God among us. There is a mighty God among us. He's here to break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. He will break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. I can see.
I've got a race to run I'm running by faith At the finishing line I'll see God's faith Well, if you can't help me Please don't stop me Move out of my way Don't try to block me Got a race to run Jesus a long time Running both night and day I don't have time For idle talk If I cause me to lose this race You can't help me Please don't stop me Get out of my Jesus. Thank you, Brother Andrew. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wow. I wish I could have preached like that when I was 23. 33, 43, 53, 60. Amen. Don't we appreciate God's gifts? Amen. the Lord. Brother Louis showed me a picture that he had in his pocket before service tonight, and it was of a little bitty boy that had curly hair dressed in a sailor's suit. <laughs> tonight, whenever he was preaching, I thought, well, he's sailing high tonight. Now, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. He... <laughs> Amen. So appreciate our brother. So, so love him. Thank God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So wonderful what God can do with a person. It's just, it's just absolutely wonderful. You do realize now that in a moment of time that the bids went from the violin for a dollar, two, five, whatever it was. Then the master got a hold of it and it went from a thousand to five thousand to 10,000, but it was not the master, the touch of the master that actually caused the worth of the value. He did not put the worth in there. He revealed the worth. That's what we need to happen to us. 
You see, that worth was already in us and his thinking before the world ever began. But it's us that thinks we're no good, we're no count, we're rotten, we're low down, you know, we're not redeemable, so on and so on. So he doesn't come to put the worth in us, but to help change our view and reveal the worth. And if there's ever anything accomplished out of any of our lives to the kingdom of God, it'll have to be him that does it. We ought to bring us that moment. Oh, he's so wonderful. My goodness, what do you say after a service like that? I always say there's two kinds of preachers that makes me want to preach, one who can and one who can't. And you know which one we heard tonight. Amen. Praise God. We trust the Lord. Bless Brother Andrew and Sister Mariah as they go around traveling different parts of the, of, the, of the states and the world, that God will bless them and be with them. And I know they'd appreciate your prayers. Amen. That God will just go with them. Amen. Lord, let Brother Matt Watkins be with us this weekend. Uh, he, may, he may give us some more detail about it, but just out in, in uh, Phoenix and some meetings there, and uh, they baptized uh, 68 people. 68 people. Praise the Lord. I couldn't tell you how long it's been since I've heard that many people getting stirred and getting baptized. And I trust they didn't just baptize them in water. I trust the Lord come down and set some of them on fire. Amen. God bless you. So we'll be here this weekend expecting the Lord to move for us again. And uh, trustee meeting after the service. Your brothers like to meet with me in the office there for just a few minutes. Let's just bow our heads together. Lord Jesus, what can we say? Thank you, Lord, that you don't just meet with us on Sunday. We knew that already. But, Lord, just another reminder. Here we are on Wednesday night. Wednesday night to some people, well, you know, just kind of a low type of a service and this and that and the other. But once again, you came and moved beyond even our expectations. Thank you so much for your presence. I pray, Lord, may it be as our brother is labored so fervently tonight to us, a refreshing from your presence, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We receive it from you that way tonight, Lord. We thank you for being mindful of us once again. Lord, we just ask that the strength of God, the presence of the Holy Ghost would go with your children now. Lord, not only those in the visible audience, but literally he has spoken to different parts of the world as he stood here tonight. It'll, this sermon will be reverberating around the world for weeks to come. There will be people in Australia and, and Cyprus and Canada and all over Africa and India Lord God, no doubt, who will be rejoicing and taking their liberty in Jesus Christ. Help us, I pray, Father. We thank you so much for the service. We ask that you go with us now. Bring us back at the appointed time, Father. Again, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we ask that you bless the visitors in our gates. Be with them, Lord. Just minister to them their needs. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Shake hands with someone as you're going there. We'll sing it together. Amen. If you can't help me, don't try to stop me. Just get out of my way. Well, you're crazy. Well, just give me enough room. Just go on. God bless you. Go in the fear of God. If you can't help me, please don't stop me. Move out of my way. Don't try to block me.
see God's face. If you can't help me, please don't stop me. Move out of my way. Don't try to block me. Got a race to run. I've been running for Jesus a long time, running both night and day. I don't have time for idle talk, it might cause me to lose this race. If you can't help me, please don't stop me. Move out of my way. Don't try to block me. I got a race to run.